Robots Radio presents Rated M for Mature. Welcome back, everybody, to the download or the DL Weekly Gaming News. We are back this week with a whole shit ton of stuff to talk about. My name is Jameson. And my name is Brenna. And a few quick announcements before we get started. If you want to join our Discord community, send us a DM. We'll be happy to add you. Always lots of fun stuff happening there. You can connect with other listeners, play games, and do all sorts of other fun and exciting stuff. I will be making the server open, and I will be posting the link, so feel free to join at any time. And we are going to be doing, with our special episode this week, well, not special episode, it's our normal episode, but with the topic of Assassin's Creed Valhalla that we are covering, and with our goal to grow the show, we will be doing a... Uh, new giveaway centered around growing the show. So if you want to win a copy of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, the Ultimate Edition, not the collectors, right below it, but you get all sorts of nice stuff. If you want to win a copy of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, stay tuned on our social media or for a later episode this week with the details coming out about that. And uh, be sure to catch up on our most recent episodes if you haven't listened. Plenty of stuff to keep you busy during the quarantine. Last week in gaming, I mean, the big the big headline that dominated everything is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. There's so much we can talk about about this game, and it's it's really quite fantastic. Um, Out of the blue, Ubisoft tweeted a video that they were doing a live stream of some artwork. They had a guy drawing artwork, and it turned out to be some cover art for the next Assassin's Creed game, which we con- was confirmed to be Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So it was like an eight-hour stream of just this guy just doodling and concept painting. And, the, you know, the final end result, obviously from the very beginning, you could tell there's Viking ships, there's English people, this shadowy figure in the middle looks Viking-esque. And then at the end of all that, they announced Assassin's Creed Valhalla with a trailer dropping the next day. And then sure enough, the trailer came out and I'm so happy for the series. Um, This is exactly what we wanted like five games ago. I mean, I've you know, it's been this is year 13 for Assassin's Creed. uh, And I'm still waiting for a feudal Japan game. When am I going to be able to play as a motherfucking ninja and samurai? Like, come on, tell me that is not the perfect setting for it, an assassin. It really is, like, you're supposed to be stealthy, like, you're supposed to, you know, that's the whole idea of Assassin's Creed, is, like, get in, get out without being noticed. Yes. And, and oh, Vikings, oh. don't get me wrong, this is super cool, but that's not the Viking style. No, no, but it's kind of like, they've kind of moved away from the whole Templar, um you know, assassin aspect by going back in time to where they could, you know, play around a little bit more where history is a little bit less fudgy. Um, And so they had, you know, Origins, which took place in ancient Egypt, and then Odyssey, which took place in ancient Greek. And so both those kind of alluded to more of the, um, the supernatural 
aspect that Assassin's Creed has always kind of hinted at or shown in some of the earlier games. And I mean, the, Eden, the Apple of Eden is super interesting and weird and has all these, like, mythical sort of things behind it, so. Aliens. Aliens. That's what it came down to, was aliens. <laughs> but, um... So now they're kind of they're they're incorporating all those RPG aspects that they've been experimenting with in Origins and Odyssey and really stepping it up, bringing you more of an RPG storytelling, you know, game with Valhalla. And but they're also tying it more into now the the old games with the Templars, because this is taking place in uh what is it? Ninth? Did I say yeah? Ninth century England, which is the the eight hundreds. So it's before England is unified after you know long after the um, Romans, and so it's you know the f the foundations of the Templars are starting here. Christianity right. is really starting to build and become more of a thing. So people are you know religion is becoming really prevalent, and obviously that is what was the core of you know the Templars. Right. So it's going to be interesting, and I hope that they they have to allude to some, like, origin story about the Templars. Like, half of this has to just be origin of Templars. 100%. That's definitely going to play in. So for those of you that are unfamiliar, uh, the Vikings are a—they're actually not Vikings, which we'll get into this. But so the game will address a lot of the cultural aspects of, you know, the Nords and Scandinavian cultures, which included— uh, the Swedes, the Danes, and uh, the Norwegians. And they made they were all kind of very similar in their lifestyles and their culture, but they had little different aspects. Uh, so our specific characters are going to be uh, Nords, Norwegians, and they have sailed to England to not only raid, but to settle, which was very common back then. Uh, Scandinavia is not the most pleasant place to live. Uh, it's very mountainous, very rocky, very ever-changing weather, very long and cold winters, very poor for farming. I was going to say, it's not very resource-dense. No, it is not. So the Nords were always looking for better places to settle, and they did end up settling in England in real life. Um, and I actually put this together when... I never put this together before, so I'm like... I'm like 85% English-Irish, and I'm also 8% Scandinavian. So... I haven't confirmed it, but there's 100, not 100%, but it's very likely that one of my ancestors was, you know, a Viking that traveled to England and settled in England and then lived there and, you know, married throughout because it makes sense, you know, it having that 8% sense. and then being 85% English. So just a little side note there, but uh, so the game will take place that you will play as Ivor, um, who is a, not a leader, but a, you're actually, yeah, you are, I think you're, you're a leader. You're a leader. And so you'll have the option again to choose to play as male or female versions of Ivor. Uh, both characters are considered canon. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, uh, Nordic culture was extremely progressive. Um, they had a very, very good justice system where they would have these kind of like meetings and they would people would present their case, people would weigh in and decide, and eventually a decision would be handed down. Women were held in much higher regard uh, in Nordic culture than in most other cultures. You know, they many women had positions of power within Nordic community, 
And many women were also warriors um, who would go on these raids and participate. Shield maidens were a big thing. So um, we'll get to see, we'll get to explore a lot of Nordic culture and how it's going to interact with English culture. And so, you know, at this time in England, you know, with it, it's so broken up. There's so many different kingdoms, Mercia, Northumbria, Umbria, Wessex, Uh, And they're all trying to vie for power. And some people are wanting to unify England as well. And so while England doesn't unify for like another 200 years, it's still you can see like the the beginnings of it, whereas people are moving away from Roman society, wanting to build a more religious centric society. You know, men are in charge, the patriarchy, things like that. So we'll see, you know, that clash as well with uh, Viking culture. And I hope that they have different um, dialogues for certain situations, especially dealing, because I have a feeling that you're going to end up dealing with some higher up, um, like monarchs and things like that, people of power. And if you are the female version of Ivor, then I would wonder, I would hope that they would change the dialogue that you would end up having. Yeah, the storylines will be pretty similar, but they will have their own differing branches, kind of like the uh, male-female options with Odyssey having Alexios and Cassandra. And so there will be those differences. And um, I lost my train of thought there. Obviously, if you play as uh, female Ivor, which I think that's her name. I don't think she has a different name. I should have double-checked that. Yeah. Both are both are the same name. So, you know, there'll be different, you know, options and, you know, they'll have, again, similar storylines, but things will play out differently or things could end up differently depending on who you play. So that obviously straight out of the box gives you the potential for multiple playthroughs. Um, so that being said, too, about, you know, the Vikings showing up in England is that you will be running a Viking village. So not only will you be out and playing the game, you will be managing your village, your people. So, you know, the justice aspect will play in. You'll have to help grow and level up your village, build houses, you know, lay out. That's the part that I lost it at. They said that you're going to be plopping down and building. Yeah, so you're going to be building buildings. You're going to be managing your economy, trading. Uh, You'll be setting up shops, many things like tattoo parlors. Absolute must for Nords. I just, I don't want, I want to know how in-depth, it's probably not that in-depth of a building system. It's probably just preset builds that you slap wherever you want, and then they auto-create pathways maybe, but it would be cool if they did, like, you know, pieces that you could make together and slap a sign on, and that would designate it as, you know, this type of a building. My guess is it's going to be like, there'll be plots, and then you can kind of choose like it'll just have like predefined plots of land. And then as you level up your village, you get more plots of land. And then you can kind of choose what buildings you want on certain plots will most likely be what it is. Right. And so, you know, additionally, you know, you'll uh, you'll build barracks, you know, things like that. You'll level up and train, you know, your warriors uh, to go on raids or to fight in wars with the English. So there's gonna be, they've already said there's going to be full-scale battles being fought with, you know, hundreds of characters on screen that you can participate in. And so, you know, that will also play into the game is the, the politics. This is the shit we are talking about when we say we want a new fucking game that is good and it's cool. And I already have so much faith because of the things that they said are already in this game. 
Well, it's not, and it's nice too because I can I can be I can be more optimistic about how this game will be because they've been because of the last two. It isn't like oh the last two games have sucked. No, the last two games have been great. They've been working on adjusting things, tweaking, learning. So it'll be nice to see you know what all that hard work has brought. The biggest thing and the biggest issue that people had complaints in um, Odyssey was is that Odyssey took place among the whole Aegean Sea. So there was a lot of places to go and that left the game feeling like they had so much so it didn't feel like it was all there. Like it felt like they could have done more be to they, they should have done more in other places, but they couldn't because they spent so much time working on creating the whole setting. So hopefully we have just a little bit of a smaller setting just being Norway and, you know, southern England with Wessex. Um, so hopefully it's a little bit of a smaller setting so we can get a more richer uh, gameplay experience and they don't have to, you know, cut corners to uh, fulfill everything. But, you know, there's so many features that are already being, you know, talked about that they've that they've straight said and confirmed. I mean, the what you were talking about just a second ago, you know, raiding, being able to do a multiplayer raid. That's insane. So you'll be able to rate, you know, conduct raids on English villages and cities and whatnot. You could do sieges on English cities, you know, capture them and whatnot. And you can create a your own personal raider for multiplayer. And your raider can be recruited by your friends to assist them in their sieges so there won't be like any actual multiplayer but it'll be kind of cool that you you know you'll have your your friends you know viking could show up from their village you know that kind of thing so that's a cool little um you know aspect as well that you can create this custom raider uh but so they'll be expanding on the rpg mechanics of the game as well so there's gonna be more crafting uh relationships are going to play into a bigger factor. So not only will you be able to have romantic relationships, you'll also have to manage, you know, characters, um, like relationships with people. So the decisions you make, the way you talk to people will kind of affect, um, you know, how they view you and that has effects in the world. So it's pulling in some of those kind of mass effect. Um, right. Exactly aspects. what it sounds like. And I know that they said that you know, the armor system in Origins isn't that great, um, or Odyssey. Do I keep doing that? The biggest, yeah. the other biggest complaint about Odyssey and Origins is that everything was so level-locked. You could only go to certain areas when you got certain levels of gear, and so they're trying to give th this game more of the RPG feel, so they're removing the very restrictive skill tree, and they're removing the level-locking of gear, in place of just a more traditional RPG system. So you'll have just a massive skill tree, kind of like Skyrim, where you can mix and match points right. uh, to what suits you. And then at the same time, you know, the weapons and armor will just have stats and you can just customize and play with that. Right. And they also allude to the idea that it's going to be probably more like Dragon Age Inquisition with the availability to like customize and change the armor, um, their appearances as well. So not only will you be able to upgrade it and have changes that will improve performance, but it's also going to be able to change. I don't know how they're going to do it, but, you know, change the look and yeah. feel of the armor. That was another thing they stressed is that in previous games, you know, they had, you know, only really have a handful of types of weapons and then they just had slightly different looks or there would just be similar weapons with stats. 
but with this, they're really pushing forward, you know, more customization. So they're going to have a larger variety of weapons and armor. They're going to have more customization with how your character fights uh, and how you, and what weapons you equip. So you can, you know, there will be two-handed weapons, axes, swords, um, spears, uh, hammers. There'll be single ha single handed weapons. You'll be able to dual wield weapons. Yes, you can dual wield shields like you can in Dark Souls. Um, and so they're trying and they're they're working to make the combat uh, to adjust your player's fighting style based on what kind of uh, weapons you are using. And, you know, being the early English time period and the Nords, you know, there is a large variety of weapons out there. Um, so that will be very cool to see kind of just how you can customize your character. And additionally, you'll be able to add uh, Nordic runes to your weapons and your armor, which will, again, give your character different uh, buffs or bonuses and things like that. Just seems like they have pulled little tiny pieces of all the really good games over the past few years and like packaged it in here because the ruins thing seems more like God of War. Customization seems more like, uh, you know, Dragon Age. And then we have skill trees like Skyrim, but it's an open RPG. And then the relationships are more like Mass Effect. It's like every little tiny bit of a game that I liked all mashed together, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's executed and packaged well, then it's going to be, you know, we might be looking at another contender for game of the year right here. I know. And especially for Cyberpunk, too, to, to actually have something to go up against Cyberpunk. I mean, Last of Us 2 will compete pretty heavily against Cyberpunk. I don't know. I The thing with The Last of Us 2 is the fact that it's a really great game, but it really only relies on fighting mechanics and like survival mechanics and then the storyline. Like there isn't much else you can do besides run the storyline. It's mostly just the storyline is what Last of Us just tells a good story. And that's what is the big draw to it, because there's really nothing else super original about the game. No, I mean, it's survive. If the survival mechanics are good, they're not they're not, you know, changing anything that hasn't been done already. So as long as that runs smoothly, they're really only relying on their storyline being the thing that beats out cyberpunk and now possibly Valhalla. Well, that's a that's another discussion for later. But right. another possible wild card, depending on how it turns out, since we're on this topic, is Ghost of Tsushima. You know, we haven't seen and we don't know a lot about that game, but that's another potential player. Um, so getting back to this, you know, politics will also play into this. You'll be able to meet and interact with the nobles and lords of England. So King Alfred of Wessex will be the main enemy, the main villain in this. Uh, so you'll clash with him a lot, but you know, you'll, you can make alliances with other lords and you know, they're everyone, everyone during this time period in England is looking to grow their kingdom. And become everyone is pretty much just like, fuck you. I'm going to do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to state their own claim and grow England because England was left pretty after the Romans left. It was pretty much just a power vacuum. You know, once the, the Roman Empire fell, it just it power vacuum. You know, people established whatever control they could and held on to it. And many lords in history as well used the Vikings as mercenaries. You know, if if it meant the Vikings were not going to, you know, if they could pay them to go and fight battles against other people and give them riches from fighting their wars, the Vikings were all about it rather than, uh, you know, raiding their villages and that kind of stuff. And another thing, too, is we'll explore more 
Nordic culture in this. So we'll get a chance to learn about, you know, the gods, Floki, not Floki, Loki, Freya, Thor, Odin. What's up? All the really good things. One of the best things I think personally about the uh, culture that we get to learn out, learn about is um, their means of dissing each other. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. You're getting ahead of yourself. Am um, I? Yes. It's good. So like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you know, myths, legends, and gods will play into this time period, but it's not going to dominate the story. So they will be there. There will probably be missions, interactions with various gods like there was an Odyssey, but it's going to be kind of hidden. It's going to be stuff that you can find. You can go do it any time. Like when you find it, it's not going to dominate the story. And there was like, there's a good section of Odyssey where you don't really interact with the idea of gods. Like the whole first part is just kind of like trying to find, you know, siblings and things like that. And then at the very end, it sort of morphs into finding Atlantis, which is very like godlike. And well, that was a DLC package. But yes, you're right. It's it plays a lot into the, you know, the myths and legends. You know, Greek was full of so many stories because of all the gods. And so, you know, that will be very prevalent here because the Vikings were, you know, they, they believe very strongly in uh, in their gods. And additionally, you know, Vikings is apparently is actually a term for the most elite of the Nordic cultures. Those would be people considered Vikings. Otherwise, it's just mostly regular Nords, people that were warriors, you know, and would participate in the raids as a mean of, you know, improving their status or uh, gaining wealth, food, you know, things like that for their... Uh, their clans so additionally among the many things you will be able to do in your village there's going to be hunting there's going to be fishing um and i'll i'll read this little tidbit that uh they gave us here and this was from ubisoft so they stated that in the game you will sail across the oh sorry you will sail across the north sea to discover and conquer the broken kingdoms of england Immerse yourself in activities like hunting, fishing, dice, and drinking games, or engage in traditional Norse competitions like flitting, or as it's better known, verbally devastating rivals through the art of Viking rap battle. Glorious. So flitting was a battle of insults, almost like modern day rap battle. So you quite literally would, you know, just get up there and you would insult you know, other people. And it's, it's almost like a roast too at a certain point. Um, I, I cannot wait for this because the way I'm imagining it is like epic Nordic singing, but like with insults. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, there'll be all sorts of stuff to do in the game. Um, Hey, everybody. So unfortunately, we were recording and we had some um, internet issues on my end. So we we're unable to finish the entire episode. We did get through most of the Assassin's Creed portion, uh, which you've all kind of heard already. Uh, so we're going to release that as is. And then the rest of the episode will drop later this week. And that will probably still be an hour long episode just because of the amount of content we have. So I just kind of wanted to wrap things up. Um, You know, so at the end of the day, you know, you get to play as and become a legendary Viking raider in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 
Uh, it's going to drop in holiday 2020 on all systems, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and PC, as well as Stadia even. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun to have. It is available for pre-order already. Um, you get some, you know, there's the basic pre-order packages, obviously, and then you can get some, you know, in-game missions or customization content if you buy the higher versions. And then if you pre-order the collector's edition, you get a pretty sweet uh, little statue of a female Ivor with a bunch of cool artwork and some other items, little Viking totems and such. It's pretty sweet. Brennan and I have both pre-ordered, so we'll be doing unboxings when the time comes for that. And uh, that's going to be kind of it. So when you... Um, so the contest we're going to be doing is... Um, I'm going to tweet out this episode later, and I will mention something about the contest in the tweet. And basically, all you have to do is retweet this episode uh, or post it on any of your social media platforms. And then, you know, you'll have about a week. And the number of, uh, if you're on Twitter, the number of retweets you get is an entry for you. And if you're on like Instagram or Facebook, uh, if you're on Instagram, you know, it'll be the same thing, you know, resharing or likes. Uh, I haven't kind of worked out all the details yet, but basically uh, those will all earn you entries. And then after like a week, um, I will count up, you know, entries, we'll do a drawing, and then the winner will receive a copy of Assassin's Creed Valhalla on their preferred system when it releases. So you'll, you'll get it pre-ordered basically, and then once it arrives, you'll have it. So great stuff. Uh, upcoming game releases last week we had Gears Tactics, Inner Friend, PUBG Season 7, Remnant from the Ashes, Swamps of Courses DLC. We also had G Lock Air Battle and Streets of Rage 4. This week we have Trackmania and Super Mash. Also, later this week we will have um, the Xbox conference on the 7th, Thursday, and we will be seeing some Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay then as well as a demo of the Xbox Series X and more. We'll talk about that later when we re-release uh, the rest of the episode. Uh, upcoming news, there's not really too much news that I've already mentioned, you know, stream schedule. Stream schedule's been super messed up since I've got my internet upgraded. We've been having tons of issues. So, you know, it's kind of day-to-day -day on whether or not I can stream because anytime I seem to stream or record, it seems to just take my whole internet offline. Um, so that's, you know, exciting. And, uh, you know, Patreon update, we restarted for May. Um, by June, merch is going to start shipping. I'm very happy to announce that. So uh, keep an eye out for that. June 4th is also our one-year anniversary. So we really want to try and, you know, reach as many people as possible and grow. And, you know, one of the biggest ways you guys can do that is by sharing the show or, um, you know, just you know, leaving reviews talking about it. You know, I hate to, I hate to rag on this every time, but you know, it's, we're really trying to get out there and we appreciate, you know, everything you guys do for us. And with, you know, COVID-19, it's, you know, it's been challenging, but we appreciate you guys sticking with us, keeping with the show and uh, sharing and talking about it. And so with this week, we did actually have a uh, review. I'm pulling it up right now. So best gaming news podcast, five stars. 
excellent podcast if you're looking for some serious gaming news. These guys offer commentary that actually explores the issues rather than a cursory mention of the article. Highly recommend. This is from Shooting Breezes. Uh, they are a casual news podcast down in Australia. I highly recommend you guys give them a listen. They're a very entertaining listen. And thank you, Shooting Breezes, for dropping us the review. And once again, thank you guys to those who listen and support us, and especially thank you to those who go the extra mile to support us on Patreon. Patches Play Games, Dr. Brandroid, Durka, Poolfire93, Miller, Cyber Shorty, and Old Stray Dog. You can find us on social media, or you can find the podcast on your preferred podcast listening platform, and you can find us on social media at DL Gaming News on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can also follow us individually on Instagram at DL underscore Jameson and at DL underscore Moose underscore Mother Goose, <laughs> not Moose. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that's it for part one of this. Stay tuned for part two. Good luck and have fun, everybody. You remember keep the good news. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. Are you into the cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for Cyberpunk 2077? Are you looking to brush up on the lore, stay up on all the latest news, and talk about the game when it comes out? Check out the Cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from Robots Radio with me, your host, Robots. We'll go over all the details you need to know about the world, characters, and story of Cyberpunk. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.